With 1.1 million followers on TikTok, it's an unlikely story that just 10 years ago, Rachel Peterson was a single mother on food stamps without a plan. But by taking one modest side hustle at $15 an hour, she started down a career path that just a few years later earned her the label queen of social media. It's an inspiring story with a message you won't want to miss. Are you looking for an extra boost of inspiration while you chase your dreams? It's not always easy to stay motivated while you're balancing a career and home life, but that's exactly what we're doing. My name is Dori Stewart, and this is the She Turned Entrepreneur Podcast. Around here, we like to talk about business, marketing, motherhood, and so much more. I've been called the teacher turned entrepreneur, which is totally true. I was working as a high school STEM teacher when I saw a need and came up with a solution. That idea became a business that I was able to build into a multi-million dollar global brand. Now I'm using the knowledge and experiences I've gained to show other women that they can do it too. Being an entrepreneur can be a lonely and intimidating road at times. Thankfully, you don't have to do this by yourself. It doesn't matter where you're currently at on the path. Having someone cheering you on makes a world of difference to get to the next step. I love that I can bring that to you here. If you're ready to build the life you've been dreaming of, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to turn into a true entrepreneur. I am excited to introduce you to my guest today. She is a marketing expert and consultant who mentors freelancers who want to grow to six figures and the queen of social media. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Oh my goodness. Dory, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited, and there might be a couple of listeners who haven't been introduced to you yet. So would you mind briefly sharing a little bit of your background and how that led you to becoming the queen of social media? (laughs) Amazing. So 10 years ago, I was actually really surprised when I suddenly became a single mom, and that was not necessarily the plan I had for my life. I don't know what plan I was following, but it was kind of like a We'll just figure things out as we go (laughs) up until that point. Um, I ended up on food stamps welfare, uh, went to school to become a hairstylist, which by the way is why my hair usually looks pretty good. It's because I literally (laughs) am a trained hair professional. Um, And and from there, while I was working as a hairstylist, one day a client came in and she's like, can you help us with our social media? And I was like, I've never done that, but let's, let's do it. That sounds awesome. And so $15 an hour, I was their marketing consultant just on the side and started building our business. And that was about eight years ago. Um, Seven years ago, I went all in on my business, replaced my income, then replaced my husband's income. And today our agency has done multiple seven figures, um, but mostly through glorified freelancing work, which is wild. Um, How I became the queen of social media, this one part, (laughs) this always makes me like laugh a little and cringe (laughs) internally because that was a nickname someone else gave me. And then we kind of jokingly referred to it a few times. And then people started introducing me as that. And I was like, that is borderline mortifying. Um, (laughs) I, I like it and we use it, but I'm always like, Oh, that, those are big shoes to fit into. And I'm, I'm just a mom from Minnesota with three kids. And I guess 
we'll step into those shoes and see how it goes. But it was really about three years ago that we started focusing on building our social instead of just building our clients' social. And everything has really taken off. And today we have 1.9 million followers across all social. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you've earned that title, clearly. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I love that you now are helping other people go through exactly what you did. And so can you tell us more about that, how you're helping other entrepreneurs become their own business owners and become social media managers themselves? Yeah, absolutely. I actually accidentally got into that, which oh. is kind of funny. And I don't share that story very often. But when I first, I was like, I'm going to create a course and I'm going to create this course and make it for business owners who can't afford working with me yet. And then when they you know, follow what I teach, they'll be able to afford me down the road and it'll serve them in the meantime. So I launched the program um, that was back then called Social Media University. We rebranded to Social Media United. And when I launched, Dory, I freaked out because 75% of the people who joined were social media managers. And I was like, <laughs> hold on. So now I'm going to be teaching my competition. And it took me a couple days to kind of get into the it's okay. There's more than enough to go around. Yes, I can help others. But I was really reluctant at first. And um, my, my our community grew and people started asking for like mentorship and stuff. And I was actually like, well, first they asked for coaching. And I was like, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I can do that. And I got some great advice from Russell Brenton. He said, if you're freaked out about calling yourself a coach, why don't you just call yourself a mentor and get rid of that mind block and just go for it? And I was like, all right, let's do it. Um, that's That really took off. It's been amazing to see how many freelancers have built to six figures, some to multiple six, and some have even crossed a million dollars in their business. But it was not necessarily, once again, the plan that I necessarily had. <laughs> but we embraced it and it's been really cool to see. We also did make Social Media United free for people and now 40,000 students have gone through it from around the world, which is I think pretty powerful and cool. That's amazing and how cool for you to see all of these entrepreneurs mm -hmm. thriving in their businesses, that's amazing. It is really cool, especially because um, one thing that I wish I had known sooner is that freelancing comes with ups and downs just like anything else. Business ownership comes with ups and downs. And so getting to encourage their wins and celebrate wins and uh, experience, you know, the pockets of like bliss in business has been so fun, but also being able to like navigate some of the difficult issues like scope creep or boundaries or shall I go on? Um, all of those things. I also really enjoyed that process too, and creating things that support people through that, you know? Yeah, you are so generous with the content that you put out you i've noticed put out a lot of free content mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people feel like you know if they give away too much you know people aren't gonna want to work with them but clearly it's working for you what advice do you have for entrepreneurs who are kind of struggling with that for sure um i used to struggle with that too uh i'd heard from so many marketers in fact i just saw an ad the other day that said like stop giving away free stuff and hoping your business will build and they were like 
paid is the only way to build. And I was like, I wanted to comment, but I don't comment negative stuff like ever, <laughs> but I wanted to comment. Not true. Not true at all. Um, <laughs> and that's what I had learned was hold back your best stuff. Um, and it was actually about three years ago when we started building our platform that I realized that the people who were growing faster than me, I like to study patterns. Um, so I sit back and study a lot, mostly Fridays. And I noticed that the people who were growing the fastest and who were getting the most opportunities were the ones who were like, I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm going to share everything that's in my course with you on YouTube channel, on the YouTube channel, on lead magnets over email. It's just not all going to be organized and it's not going to have accountability system structure support and coaching. So what's interesting is I was like, okay, I kind of feel like since these people are more successful than me, I can learn from them. And I was like, I'm going to give this a try. And my goodness, Dory, the opposite happened. I was worried that like, if I gave away my best stuff, everyone would just do it. And then they would never want to work with me. And instead, number one, it showed people I knew what I was talking about. Number two, it served people, uh, which is huge. Number three, it created word of mouth. And number four, a lot of times people will say like, don't give stuff away for free because you'll attract freebie seekers. But you know what? I was once a freebie seeker who couldn't afford programs. And I think about the people whose content served me the most free. And those are the people whose programs I joined. Mm, I love that. It comes yeah. back to you, doesn't it? It always does. And you yeah. don't even have to put it out there and be like, okay, I'm counting, counting down till I get the payback. No, no, no. It snowballs like crazy behind the scenes. I love that. Okay, so you mentioned negativity online. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with how to handle negative comments and mm -hmm. it can sometimes take you down a notch and make you lose your confidence. Mm -hmm. What is there any, do you have any tips for how you have handled that yourself? Yes, I love that we're recording this today because just mm -hmm. this weekend, I actually shared, um, a few like a week ago i recorded uh like a breakdown intentionally because i was like we are on a fast-paced eight-week sprint in business and i don't have time to share this so it just looked like for eight weeks it was just winning 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 nothing going wrong highlight reel highlight reel highlight reel and anytime that i was like stressed or overwhelmed or read a comment that hurt my feelings i would just quick snap a picture or record because I was like, I am going to share this later. And so I just shared it this weekend. Um, anyone who says grow a thick skin or just ignore all the comments, it doesn't matter. Like we're still human. No matter how big everything gets, you're still a human and it still can sting. But what I will say is there are some things you can do to like kind of protect your heart a little bit. And during those eight weeks, I did not implement that, which led to just um, number one, you don't have to read every comment. I like to first and foremost read the early comments, which are like the nicest people, the most supportive people. But then on any platform, if content takes off, there it hits a pocket that isn't as kind. Don't check your comments when that happens. I wish I could say this to Rachel a week ago too. Like reminder, stop checking the comments. It's not making you feel better. Um, but one thing that really does help is to remember like only people who live life fairly negatively will take the time to go and leave negative comments. And it does help to kind of step back and say, okay, is this a valid 
criticism? Is this a valid, you know, critique? And if not, wow, this person must be kind of unhappy if they're willing to just go and spew negativity on other people. Um, but there is a key difference between valid criticism versus just someone who's trying to be mean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Coming to it from a, a point of view of empathy versus like getting personally offended. I imagine that helps a lot. It really, really, really does. Oh, and then there's one more huge tip. Um, <laughs> this would have been helpful a week ago. Oh. Um, when you are overworked or in a busy season or you're tired or sick or pregnant, and I'm just going to say this, or on your period, like don't check the comments because you're extra sensitive. Your guards are down. So during those seasons, like don't check the comments. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Um, I wish that I had listened to my own advice a week ago <laughs> during our busy season. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So how about your confidence? I feel self-conscious and, you know, you get all the feels and tend to hold yourself back. What advice do you have for gaining confidence? For sure. So confidence is usually built over time. Um, I wish there was like one meditation or one um, quote or book we could all read that like instantly implements it. I've searched and I've read a lot of books and I haven't found it. Um, but over the last seven years, I've built a lot of confidence and it usually comes from doing. Like that's kind of a wild, it, it's just wild. But um, someone can say like, oh, you're not very good at TikTok, which people said in the beginning, they were like, you're not very good at this. I was like, spoiler alert, no one is yet. You know, <laughs> like we're all figuring it out as we go. And then over time, stuff just started to perform. And I was like, okay, my confidence is building because we're just doing it. Um, there's a, I can't remember the book, but it's by Dan Sullivan. And in it, he talks about how confidence actually comes last. Courage comes first. Um, and that made me feel so like seen and heard and understood. Um, and there's one more thing I want to share because sometimes people can on any social media platform be pretty cruel about like looks. We've all experienced it on some extent, on some levels to some extent. Um, this, I just had this thought this week and I was like, oh dang. So if people will criticize the way you look or speak or the way that you communicate or anything like that, those will be the same people who will criticize when you change it. So you oh. just do what fits best for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Really good advice. Thank you for that. Yeah. And it's clearly working for you. How many TikTok followers do you have? Um, <laughs> 1. <laughs> 1.1 million. <laughs> congratulations. Thank it's, you. It clearly works. And also congratulations. You have a book coming out. I've pre-ordered it. Can oh, you tell you. us all about it? Yes, for sure. So my book is published with Hay House. It's called Unfiltered and it's proven strategies to basically win at life and business by not following the rules you've been taught. And I provide a new set of ideas based on everything I've learned the hard way. Um, some people are so good at like taking advice um, and I admire those people so much. They take advice, they implement it immediately and then they get predictable and proven results. Um, I'm a little more stubborn. And so <laughs> I'd be like, I know better, I know better. Um, and so I learned many of the lessons in the book the hard way by not taking advice and not listening to people who were much wiser than me. And the older I get, 
the more I'm like, I should probably listen to those wise people. So I share anecdotes, stories, specifics, and then frameworks for how to fix things like scope creep or boundaries or um, just problems and challenges that come up in business. That's awesome. I can't wait to read it. I, I need I need those topics. So amazing. I'm super excited. I will real fast share this not to flex, but because it's so crazy yeah. and awesome. Um, the forward is by Russell Brunson. And the endorsements still to this day blow my mind. I will forget people. But like we got Robert Green, who is in my belief, one of the greatest authors of our time and Mike Dooley, who's one of my favorite authors of our time. Um, Annie Grace, Ping June, Cosm Awesome. Like there are so many great endorsements. And I still am kind of like I have those butterflies just because every time I read that list, I'm like, get out, like pinch me. Is this real life? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So if the listeners want to check out your book or learn from you, what's the best way to get in touch? For sure. The easiest place to learn more is at rachelpeterson.com. That's all E's and a D in my last name. And my book is available for pre-order on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Search for Unfiltered Rachel Peterson and it'll pop up. And trust me when you see the cover, you'll know it's my book because the picture is kind of shocking. I love that. <laughs> thank awesome. You. Rachel, thank you so, so much for joining me on the podcast today and sharing your wisdom with us. Dory, thank you for having me. And I do have to say, you guys, make sure you subscribe to this podcast because you've got a great voice. Like it's very pleasant to listen to. I'm like, I could listen to that in the morning, even when I'm cranky, like you've got a great voice. So make sure you subscribe, guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dory. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Rachel as much as I did. Here are my top takeaways. Number one, side hustles are no joke. Some turn into multi-million dollar ventures. Why not yours? If you've got an idea, dip a toe in while working your day job. Number two, are your competitors your foes? They don't have to be. An abundant mindset serves all. Number three, business ownership has inevitable ups and downs. So really celebrate those ups. Number four, afraid to give your secret sauce away? Sharing your resources will most likely only attract more interest and engagement from prospective clients. And number five, feeling stressed, worn down or vulnerable in any way? Skip the comments entirely. When it comes to your physical appearances, online mean girls and guys are inevitable, but it doesn't mean we have to pay attention. Stick with what fits and feels best to you. If you want more, head on over to SheTurnedEntrepreneur.com for the show notes and links mentioned in this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the She Turned Entrepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, or leave a review. I'll see you next week. Thank you.